It's pronounced Nate D. Gad. Nate the dead gags. Nickety dag. Nate Dijad? It's pronounced Nate Diggity. And here's your host, Nate Dijad. Welcome to an all new episode of It's Pronounced Nate Diggity. Yeah, it's a little late. I had a lot of stuff come up this past weekend and forgot that it was the same weekend that I was supposed to be recording. <laughs> but this is the pre C2E2 episode. It's Wednesday and I fly out super early Thursday morning to get to Chicago and have a ton of things going on. So this is pre C2E2, which is actually pretty fitting that it's going to be pretty comic related doing the, you know, top 100. I'm not reading every 100, but the the 100 comics that built a universe. So I'm going to knock some of those out. I reached out to some people, got some numbers, and Nikki already had given me some numbers as well. So have quite a few to talk about, but before we even get to that, Let's see if somebody won $20 from my pocket. <laughs> Again, it was because with Wits Nikki saying, I wanted to, since nobody got it the last time, I wanted to do it again and put some incentive on it. Maybe somebody gets it. We'll see. So we played it again, the same clip the last time, the same clue, and uh, I put $20 up for grabs with it. To see if anybody would get it. So let's kick it off. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right. So, Nikki, what was that clue again? It's highly likely that Nate forgot, so I'm going to tell you. It's time for the very first animation clue. Remember, as always, Nate picked the movies, so don't come crying to me. Right, Mad Rat gets Chappelle to make a Mad R2-D2 Queen and Sherlock's like Napal and takes him out in the old Back to the Future Lightning Conductor. Okay, so, let's do this. I'm going to go ahead and read the guesses. So, I got more guesses in this time. All different, so I know that Johnny and Jen didn't discuss their answers this time for sure. Unless they didn't, they were like, okay, well, I'll go with this one, you go with this one. <laughs> so, Johnny went with Pinocchio. Sean went with Wally. Xander went with Nightmare Before Christmas. And Jen went with The Incredibles. So, Nikki, which movie were you talking about let's hear it well i know the answer so nate 20 bucks little man put that shit in my hand mad rat gets geppetto to make a mad r2d2 queen and sherlock's like napal and takes him out in the old back to the future lightning conductor so this rat gets a toy maker to build a robot queen but he's foiled by a detective and gets killed in the clock tower it was the great mouse detective and there you have it. 
Sadly, nobody won the $20. <laughs> but yeah, The Great Mouse Detective. One of my personal favorite Disney movies. And yeah, I know it's a really random pool. But it's a great one. If you haven't watched it in a while, go back and rewatch it. I suggest it. Again, obviously, because it's one of my favorites. <laughs> but with that being said, of course, that's out of the way. We have a new a new clip. New clue. Why do I keep saying clip when I mean clue? Whatever. <laughs> so we do have a new clue. I'm not going to do the same one again because obviously you know what it is now. <laughs> so, Nikki, what is that new clue? See, I said clue that time instead of clip. <laughs> What's that new clue? I cannot even deal with the lack of Disney knowledge on display. You guys better get some magic in your lives pronto. Let's try this again. Yo, this kitchen's probably grotty as hell anyway. The wee man's tugging on some hair and making some absolute dino food. Perfect. Alright. Nikki, as always, that's amazing. <laughs> So I'm putting this out on the 8th. I'm recording on the 8th, putting it out on the 8th, possibly super late on the 8th, but it'll be out on the 8th, possibly 9th. <laughs> I'll probably put it out just right before I leave. Who knows? So what we'll do, um, the 8th. So let's say get your guesses in by, let's say the, the 18th by midnight central time because i'm going to try and do a recording no 17th go with 17th because i'm going to try and record that weekend since this weekend will be crazy let's do let's do it next weekend and then another christmas one sometime so the 17th december 17th by midnight central time get your guesses in to nate diggity cares at gmail.com that's n-a-t-e-d-i-g-a-d cares at gmail.com yeah okay so let me grab this little book here while i'm getting this yeah c2e2 is this weekend i'll be in chicago from i'll get there thursday morning and i'll be back monday afternoon so it's gonna be great all right so again this book is Marvel Greatest Comics. You would think it would say Marvel's Greatest Comics, but whatever. 100 Comics That Built a Universe with the Forward by Joe Casada. It is a $35 book. Unless you're in Canada, then it's $45. I think I got mine off Amazon, so it was quite a bit cheaper. I've had it for a little while. I haven't even flipped through it, sadly. Okay, and so what I'm going to do with the numbers, I'm going to go in reverse order because obviously we want to get to number one, which I'm not going to reveal number one. It was one of the numbers Nikki gave me, but I don't want to go with number one so that, that way I might. We'll see what it is and then decide. <laughs> but obviously I don't want to go through all 100 of them because, you know, you should pick it up because it's a pretty cool book from what it looks like from the cover. <laughs> So, looks like we're going to start with number 82.
Oh, this is not in a great order, is it? I should have thought this through. Wow. I saw number four. That was a surprise. I'm not going to lie. Oh, wait. What the heck? Oh, this is not in a good order. Everyone. Okay. Not at all. Okay, I gotta stop recording so I can make some notes real quick. Um, uh, be right back. All right, and I'm back. <laughs> okay, never mind. Battery's about to die. Hold on. Be right back again. <laughs> okay, I'm back for real this time. It's funny because like after I had made some notes, like I came back and hit record, and I was like, "Oh, batteries are dying." Swap the batteries out. Those batteries were dying. Um, to where it just didn't have any, any battery left at all, apparently enough to like kick on. Um, but wouldn't have lasted long. <laughs> so I'm back. I have some batteries in got two out of three bars. So I think I should be good. Um, cause it would have been bad if I was just right in the middle of talking all about all these and it just dropped out and I didn't realize it because that's exactly what would have happened. <laughs> so yeah. Um, what I had to do. I should have looked at the book before I started asking for numbers. I'll just say that. <laughs> so instead of it having like a list of like one, two, three, four, five, all that good stuff, it has a list. Well, it's not even really a list. It's just the issues in there. So I had to actually go through and count the numbers down and, you know, make sure I had the right page number down and everything like that. So I have that now. <laughs> So we're going to start with number 82, which was one of Nikki's. And that's on page 200. Um, I will say that when I was writing down the notes, I did happen to see some of the issues. Some of them I just, I didn't, like I was trying to not peek. Some of it was hard. I'll just say that. But this one is actually a huge issue. This is one that a lot of you know, even if you haven't read the comic, well, you know, a, a form of it, I'll say that, because it was changed quite a bit, honestly, for the MCU. So on page 200, is technically number 82 on the list, and it's Civil War number one. So the Civil War arc in the comics was so good it it was written by mark millar penciler steve mcniven inker dexter vines the cover artists were steve mcniven and maury hollowell it's it was such a great story i wish I wish honestly that the MCU had done it justice because it was just like, sure. The civil war movie was good, but I mean, a, a, at the same time, like civil war had more characters than the MCU could have used. Like even just the thing, like they couldn't use the thing in it. Um, 
but it was just so good. And the movie could have been better. I'm just going to say that. So that's one I would say, like, if you haven't, if you haven't actually read the civil war series, please do it. Oh, that's funny. So <laughs> the quote on here, it says the movie version was different, but the groundwork for it was laid here. Iron Man versus Captain America with different heroes lining up behind each of them and having a series of absolutely ferocious slug fests is what Peter David said. So yeah, exactly what I said. Like it is completely different, but I would say the comic version is way better. So check that out if you have not read it. Next one is Johnny's number of 69 which is page 172 and that is incredible hulk number 377 and this one had the writer peter david penciler dale keown and inker bob mcleod al ewing who has been writing quite a bit lately david and keown complete a character evolution that unlike many in superhero comics won't be reversed bringing the dichotomy of banner and the hulk to a logical and psychological conclusion this is where they actually kind of got to where the hulk actually wasn't just hulkish this is where he was actually you know where he's actually able to be more human as the hulk instead of just you know belligerent wow belligerent jeez i was belligerent trying to say belligerent <laughs> and it is actually a really cool cover too it's one of the, like the super super green covers it was always a a cool one to see okay so next we have 64 which was another of nikki's oh and i will say this so i asked for numbers from people nobody knew what i was asking for I mean, there's a chance that somebody did okay so 64 is punisher number one now this isn't actually the first appearance of punisher or anything like that this is the first little mini series that the punisher got that ran from january to may 1986 and then after that he got a full run in 1987 yeah 87 so we all know how the punisher is he punishes so yeah this one was writer stephen grant penciler mike zek inker john betty and colorist was mike zek as well on that one so Quote on this one, Punisher number one changed Marvel forever, splintering the Marvel universe into a world of bright superhero adventure that also has a dark underside, hard, single-minded, and deadly. And that was by Win Winasek, Wiasek, Wiasek, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. But yeah, so yeah, Punisher number one definitely changed a lot. Okay, so the next number, what that was, that was 64. Four. Next we have 48, 
which is gems. That's on page 124. And I know I'm just kind of skimming these, but there's actually a lot of information that's with each of these. Oh yeah, this one's a huge one. So this was May 1975. This is a one of the, this is an issue that has been that I've been kicking myself over not getting for the longest time because I almost got it for a hundred dollars um, about ten years ago, and I mean it was in great shape. But it was giant size X-Men number one. The first appearance of the modern day X-Men. Storm, Nightcrawler, Colossus. Never have so many popular heroes been introduced in one issue. It led to the relaunch of the monthly comic. And there was no stopping the mutants from that point on, said Peter David. And this one was cover artist Gil Kane and Dave Cockrum. Writer Lynn Wine. Uh, and pencil, penciler and inker. Dave Cockrum. I mean, what a huge issue this was. And again, like I'm kicking myself for not getting that one. $100 and now like you would never find it, especially the condition it was in. You'd never find it for $100 now. I'll just say that. <laughs> Even in terrible condition, you're not going to find it for $100. Man. Yeah, that's a, that's a classic right there. A good choice. Man, good choices all around, honestly. So next is 44. It's another Nicky's at one six, page 116 for anybody that's following along. All right, so this is Jungle Action number six from September 1973. I should have said the years and everything before, huh? Oh, well. <laughs> Cover artist Rich Buckler, Frank... Giacoa? I don't know. Looks Italian, though. Writer, Don McGregor. Penciler, Rich Buckler. Inker, Klaus Jansen. If you enjoyed the Black Panther movie, this is a must-read comic. The first appearance of Killmonger that climaxes with him throwing the panther off a waterfall. Sound familiar? Said Peter David. Yeah, so yeah, if it wasn't for Killmonger, obviously... We wouldn't have gotten that epic fight in in the movie. And I've actually haven't seen this issue before. So that's a cool one. That's a new one for me to see, honestly, like the cover and everything. Nice. Again, each one of these, more information, I'm just kind of skimming to kind of give you a heads up of what these are. So 44, next is 42, which was Riley's pick, page 112. Ooh, this is a great one. Marvel Spotlight number five, August 1972. Cover artist Mike Klug, writer Gary Frederick, penciler, inker, colorist Mike Plug. This is the first appearance of Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider scraped the zeitgeist of the early 70s, combining motorcycles and the occult to create a character who became more than the sum of his parts. His flaming skull made him one of Marvel's most recognizable icons, said Tom Brevoort. 
that one that's another one like i'm i'm huge on first appearances so yeah when i saw when i saw that show up because it in the contents there we go in the contents it doesn't tell you what you know the significance of the issues are so it's we'll only say you know the actual issue number and name um so yeah when i saw that one i knew what that one was there's some that i know exactly right off the top of my head because i'm just a huge fan of first appearances so you know if i don't own it i keep it in my mind so if i see it i'm like nope gotta grab that one um which i'll be doing which i'll be doing this weekend at c2e2 <laughs> so that was 42 next is wow, all the way down to 30 okay yeah 30 which is another of nikki's at page 84 or oh another first appearance for you fantastic four number 52 july 1966 cover artist jack the king kirby and joe sennett writer stan the man lee penciler jack kirby inker joe sennett it took courage to introduce the black panther in 1966 the road wasn't smooth jack kirby's cole tiger had his name changed and his costume redesigned to turn him into the black panther and his cowl became a full face mask to avoid alienating retailers in the south tom brevoort so yeah that's a huge first appearance and obviously like with it happening in the 60s like that like that had to been a huge deal I mean, I wasn't alive back then, I know, but I'm sure, like, it was huge. I mean, now, you know, at that point, nobody would have even thought that they would have had a movie, you know? So, look where we're at. <laughs> so, again, Fantastic Four, 52, July 1966. That is 28. Another of Nikki's. Page 80. Oh, this is a good one. This one was actually talked about on, uh, I think, Comic Book Men. Fantastic Four, number 51, June 1966. Cover artist, Jack Kirby. Joe Sennett. Writer, Stan Lee. Penciler, Jack Kirby. Inker, Joe Sennett. This is the Fantastic Four, This Man, This Monster issue. So what's not to love about this comic it features my favorite character the title this man this monster sucks you in and kirby's classic cover is arguably one of his best it is a great one basically where he's just where the thing ben graham is really debating how life would have been if he had not turned into the thing and yeah, I mean, it's such a great storyline. It's a great cover, great issue. I think I have two copies of it, to be honest. So here you go. I'll read a little bit more for you on this one. Even when Grimm finally finds romance, it is with a blind woman, which fed his conviction that what Alicia Masters felt for him was pity, not love. Such a great story. Sad. But great. 
that one. Was 28. So next we have 25. One of Nikki's last ones, 25. Page 74. Ooh, another first appearance. Fantastic Four, number 45, December 1965. Cover artist Jack Kirby, Joe Sennett. Writer Stan Lee, penciler Jack Kirby, inker Joe Sennett. Obviously, they built a whole lot in this world. If it wasn't for Stan and Jack, I mean, where would we be today, you know? Where would we be today, you know? Inspired in part by the 1960s TV show The Monsters, the Inhumans became one of the most eclectic groups in comics. Lee talked about giving them their own series for months, but the opportunity didn't arise until a decade later, said Tom Brevoort. I'm a fan of the Inhumans. I wish they had done what they're doing, like with Secret Invasion, like giving them a show on Disney instead of a, a show on like ABC, um, or even just a movie like they did with the Eternals, to be honest. But, I mean, I think if they had put it into a show on Disney+, Plus, like, waited, I think it would have been a, a lot more successful. Because, yeah, I mean, when they put it on ABC, it was about the time where more, more and more people were already cutting the cord, so why would you give it a shot? You know what I mean? So that's a good one. I still need to get that one for my collection. Next is... 23, which is page 70, which is another Nikki's, which I got Nikki's like a long time ago, like months ago. So this one's Avengers number 16, May 1965. Again, we got cover artist Jack Kirby, but this time Sol Brodsky, writer Stan Lee, penciler Jack Kirby did the layouts, inker Dick Gayers did the artwork nothing like this has been done before the new avengers don't truly get along nothing like this had been done before the new avengers don't truly get along with one another all except captain america have something to prove to the world and it casts the team as the eternal underdogs said tom brevoort so yeah this is where there was actually a new avengers team that was put together and this one did not have thor giant man or iron man giant man ant-man yeah so that was a huge difference because it was like of course like who's gonna be in the new avengers that kind of thing that's a good one i mean honestly they're all good right because where would we, i wouldn't be talking about comics nobody'd be talking about comics right now if it wasn't for this. <laughs> okay, that was number 23. Oh, shoot. I missed number 24, Xanders. Sorry about that. Okay. Okay, so 20. I feel like I have this in here. Maybe not. Maybe not on the right one. 
Yes. Okay, so this is Strange Tales, number 135, August 1965. Cover artist, Jack Kirby. Writer, Stan Lee. Penciler, Jack Kirby. Inker, Dick Ayers. Spurred by the James Bond spy craze of the era and its acronymed agencies like Uncle, Spectre, and Control, Lee and Kirby created S.H.I.E.L.D., a name today recognized by millions of pop culture fans. So, yeah, this isn't just the first appearance of S.H.I.E.L.D., but also HYDRA. Oh, the LMDs and life model decoys, the flying car, and the awe-inspiring helicarrier. I think I have this issue. But yeah, obviously, the first appearance of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a huge deal, especially where we're at now, you know, with the MCU and everything, and really everything within Marvel anyway. <laughs> a great choice, Xander. Really great choices by everybody. I mean, you can't go wrong, but still. Okay, and Ryan went with number 22. Page 68. Oh, Daredevil number 7, April 1965. This is another one that I know right when I see the cover. I thought the number, but I wanted to make sure. But yeah, the cover, I definitely know. Cover artist, Wally Wood. Writer, Stan Lee. Penciler, inker, Wally Wood. This is the first issue where Daredevil has his iconic red costume. The fact that Daredevil was so implacable and so dedicated, even though he doesn't stand a chance of defeating Namor, only makes him seem more heroic. By Tom Brevoort. So yeah, this one, he actually goes against Namor. But yeah bigger to me is that red costume that's the first appearance of it before that was the yellow and red so huge issue because they got rid of the yellow after that well frank miller brought it back but then it was back to red and next number 14 yeah another nikki we have three more from nikki which one of them is number one so we'll see we'll see if that one gets read 14 again i don't think these are really in any certain order except for like when they came out is what it seems like page 52 for number 14 by the way and i passed it <laughs> i forgot what number i'd said or what page i said Oh, okay, yeah. Avengers number 40, or, well, Avengers number four, March 1964. Cover artist Jack Kirby, Paul Reinman, writer Stan Lee, penciler Jack Kirby, inker George Russos. This is the first Avengers where Captain America joins the Avengers. What makes Marvel so unique is that its publishing history is one enormous tapestry threaded with thousands of characters. That continuity gave Lee and Kirby the opportunity to reintroduce the most popular Marvel hero of the 1940s to a new audience. That was Mark Wade. So, huge issue. Um, only to be topped, really, by Avengers number one in the Avengers. So, yeah, they find Cap, and then he ends up joining in the Avengers. History's made. 
All right, number seven is next. Page 30. Man, I really hope this doesn't end up sounding really boring. <laughs> there we go. Nope. Huge one there. Let me make sure I went to the right page. Yeah. Okay. Amazing Fantasy number 15, August 1962. Now that one probably rings a bell in a lot of people's ears. Cover artist Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. Writer Stanley, penciler inker Steve Ditko. First appearance of Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. That's a huge issue right there. The famed with great power must also come great responsibility it's said by the narrator rather than a character, but it became the lesson Spidey carried with him forever, not to mention it gets 301 million hits on Google, said Peter David. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the most iconic comics and covers ever right there. It was weird that uh, Spider-Man had beady little eyes and is in the white, so I'm glad they took that out. <laughs> but yeah huge huge issue i held one once don't own it <laughs> all right and she also went with number one so the first one in here wow there's a lot of writers on this one yeah because it was like little stories in here let me make sure. Yeah, number one. Page 14, by the way. All right. So, Marvel Comics number one, October 1939. So, there's a bunch of, bunch of writers because of the different stories in there. So, I'm just going to say there's a bunch. <laughs> And a bunch of inkers and pencilers. Cover artist was Frank Paul. Frank R. Paul. This is the book that started it all. The sophisticated anti-hero character that has so defined Marvel to this day was introduced in its very first issue with Namor. And Human Torch. And that was... I added the and Human Torch. That was Dan Buckley. And the Human Torch definitely looked a lot different, obviously, back then. Um, hold up. This one actually had a bunch of first appearances. Hold on. Okay. First appearance of the Human Torch, Jim Hammond. Second appearance of Namor the Submariner. Eight pages of the 12-page story reprinted from Motion Picture Funnies Weekly Number 1. First appearance of Dorma, Namor's cousin. First appearance of Kazar, which I think I think just became one of Galactus's heralds. I think it was Kazar. It was someone. Either way. <laughs> First appearance of Angel, Thomas Holloway, a private detective and vigilante. First appearance of the Masked Raider, Jim Gardley. I mean, obviously with this being like the first of Marvel, it's going to have a lot, right? And the first comic book published by Timely, which later became Marvel. After this issue, it was actually retitled Marvel Mystery Comics. So only one Marvel Comics. Yeah, there you go. There's a 
quite a few of those i would definitely recommend this book like i said like it it definitely has a hundred different issues now again i just chose these from people uh giving me numbers honestly i reached out to a few people and got a number between one and 100 <laughs> and then nikki had already given me some from between one and 100 i'm tempted to take this with me to chicago and read through it but i just don't want that extra weight in my backpack so i'll probably wait until i get back but i'm definitely gonna be going through this uh, i wish i'd gone through it beforehand but i'm kind of glad i didn't so that it would have been it was more of a surprise of which issues would pop up with the different numbers so that was pretty cool hopefully you liked that um again i really hope it didn't come off super boring <laughs> but wanted to get something out before i headed to she, uh, she it was a mix between chicago and c2e2 is what i was about to say so before i head out to c2e2 and yeah hope everyone has a great week don't forget to get your guesses in by next friday um uh, nate diggity cares at gmail.com good luck i might decide if i don't spend too much at the con that there might be a prize for the next one we'll see i'm not guaranteeing anything <laughs> but yeah until next time uh yeah get some issues <laughs> there we go i'll take that tagline from nate diggity has issues because i kind of miss saying that one so get some issues <laughs> <laughs>